Let's start at the top here with the regime leader. Ah, Trump and I'm under pressure. Inflation has fallen. This, okay, people say this is a lie. Okay, it's a nuanced truth. What is happening is that the increase in inflation is slightly decreasing. Although last month it went back up again. If you're out there shopping in a grocery store and you're seeing $58 for a case of 24 12-ounce can or cans of Red Bull, if you drink Red Bull, then that's just one example, then you know that this is not true. In your pocketbook, at your dinner table, in your pantry, what he's about to say here is not true. Inflation. Inflation has been a global problem because the pandemic disrupted our supply chains and Putin's unfair and brutal war in Ukraine disrupted ener energy supplies oh, blame the Russians. food supplies, blocking all that grain in Ukraine. But we're better positioned than any country on Earth right now. But we have more to do. But here at home, inflation is coming down. Here at home, gas prices are down $1.50 from their peak. Food inflation is coming down. Not fast enough, but coming down. Inflation has fallen every month for the last six months. Well, take-home pay has gone up. That's just not true. You know, we, we, we got kind of made, we were immunized to accept lies from the podium at the state of the disunion during the Obama regime. But Biden takes it to new heights. Everything in that statement is a falsity. No one's income is going up, regime leader. But what is going, oh, everything that should be dialed is up. What is going up is the price of everything. It's not going to be long. It wouldn't matter what people like me say. You, you, you won't need media or radio or TV presenters or internet U-boobers or whatever. You won't need media to tell you what your bank account <laughs> what your shopping cart at Safeway will tell you, or wherever it is that you shop. It's not going down, and it's not even slowing down. By the by, the, uh, so the Federal Reserve raised interest rates, 25 basis points on Thursday. All right. At the same time, mortgage, 30-year mortgage rates went down. Now, this is interesting. So how is it? It made me wonder on Thursday. Well, how is that possible? It's possible because there was so much obscene, usurious profit baked in to 30-year mortgages that the people who, who, it's not their money, who loan it out, and then who harass people like me and you to the ends of the earth if you're two days later or if the check didn't get mailed on the exact day it should. You're late on your, we're going to turn you over to Equifax. Do it, dude. I don't have a credit score and I don't care. Don't threaten me. Do it. There's so much obscene, usurious profit baked in to the mortgage system or industry they can actually take haircuts. 
So the mortgage people are going like, dude, we're not selling any house. People aren't buying. We have to do something. We'll, we'll actually have to go out and find real jobs and become really productive if we don't. So they're taking a loan that over 30 years would pay them for doing nothing other than running a spreadsheet that would cost them or would make for them two hundred and fifty to five hundred thousand dollars depending on the sale price of the home so they're just taking that and going okay well we can still make it if, over the thirty years if we only make two hundred large or four hundred and fifty large do you see how that works so that right there tells you that there are panic bells that are being rung in real estate and in home construction. Well, here's what's booming. And it's going to drive prices eventually when the supply goes down, until the supply is met. Apartments. Apartments are being built across the United States at one of the highest rates anyone has ever seen since they started taking these stats back in the 80s. Why? Because people that were want to be first-time home buyers are going, I ain't bluffing, I ain't signing my name on a dotted line for a six and a half percent thirty-year mortgage. I'll just rent. So apartment renting, and this is going to make the supply go down, and then those prices are going to go up, and when that happens, Biden inflation will then start biting. Doesn't matter where you're at on the income scale, is unless you're at the upper echelons, then none of this matters to you. Uh, Air one will feel the pinch soon, and then the pinch will turn into a Weimar Republic bite if these clowns aren't stopped. Here, digital media file number two from last night's State of the Disunion. Which one? Number two. Uh, number two. He just goes out there and lies. Just throws it out there. Oh, Republican. No. Oh! You're a Republican. You're going to sunset and end Social Security and Medicare. And I'm going like, yeah, do it. I hope there are. Because you have to do it. Like Representative uh, Schweikert uh, from Arizona is saying, this has to be done. Either we deal with it. Mike Lee even looked at him. We're all Mike Lee now today, right? Mike Lee looked at him and going like, dude, that's not a joke. This We have to deal with this. So here's the regime leader, and he actually gets booed. And Maggie said, was there ever a president that was booed? I'm like, Obama. <laughs> and the Democrats howled at Trump during his first State of the Union. All of you at home should know what those plans are. Instead of making the wealthy pay their fair share, some Republicans, some Republicans want Medicare and Social Security to sunset. I'm not saying it's a majority. Let me give you, anybody who doubts it, contact my office. I'll give you a copy. I'll give you a copy of the proposal. That means Congress doesn't vote. Well, I'm glad to see you. And I tell you, I, I enjoy conversion. Conversion. You know, it means if, if Congress doesn't keep the programs the way they are, they'd go away. Other Republicans say, I'm not saying it's a majority of you. I don't even think it's even a significant... Marjorie Taylor Greene is pointing you're a liar. I'm not politely not naming them, but it's being proposed by some of you. Look, <laughs> folks, let us 
pray that is being proposed by some of them. Here's what he was supposed to say. Let me read this is from the this is from the White House's own transcript. This is what he was supposed to say. Some of my Republican friends want to take the economy hostage unless I agree to their economic plan. Look at the language here. They want to, how do you take hostage something that doesn't exist? Not in physical corporeal form. All right, one move and the economy gets you. You got a gun to the economy's head? You know, this whole notion of this continent-wide economy, which they usually measure by the most ridiculous of, of indicators, like the GDP or GNP or whatever, but they want to take it. This is all just. This guy's been at this for 57 years. This is what he would have said if it, the first time he tried to become president was in 1988. If he'd have been elected in '88, this is what he would have said. Why are we still doing this? I went off of the ride. You guys went off of the ride. We want to succeed, succeed, succeed. Here's what he was supposed to say. All of you at home should know what their plans are. Instead of making the wealthy pay their fair share, some Republicans want Medicare and Social Security to sunset every five years. Oh, I don't understand what the sunset every five years is, but that's what he was supposed to say. That means if Congress doesn't vote to keep them, these programs will go away. So he just kind of ad-libbed on that. And why does he do this? Because he's a mean, nasty, God, apostatizing, senile old bastard. That's why. Now, the most famous line from last night was still being run through universal translation devices to try and determine what it is that he actually said. <laughs> All right, but did you know that it's Trump's fault? It's MAGA Republicans' fault that children are dying of fentanyl overdoses. Of course, he doesn't want to address how is all this fentanyl stuff getting here? Who's making it? Well, I mean, you can make it in the United States. It does have some, some supposed medicinal purpose. But the fentanyl that's killing it, the, the, the people are ODing on, this is all being made in very unsanitary, unclean laboratories in Mexico. And they don't dilute the stuff down. As it comes out of the plant, it's a derivative of opium, right? As it comes out of the plant, that's how it gets packaged, which is why if you get it, you think you're taking, heaven for fan that some member of your family or whatever is, 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 is taking heroin or whatever, if you think you're taking heroin and you get fentanyl by mistake, same amount, you dead. It will kill you. If you think you're taking an opium, see, you think you're taking an Oxycontin, you know, when you get stoned on Oxycontin, and you get a fentanyl instead, you're probably going to die. You're going to OD right there and your heart's going to stop. It's going to stop your heart. So this is a real problem. It's not being made up. There are real people and real kids and real young people that are really dying and this is because the stuff is just coming in, just streams across a border that no one seems, except for uh, uh, Donald Trump and a few people in Texas, want to stop. And here the regime leader is going to get up. He's just going to lie about it. Mr. President, Mr. Regime Leader, this isn't a joke. This is no time for little snickety games. 
People are actually dying as a result of this, and more are going to die in the future if it isn't stopped. Fentanyl is killing more than 70,000 Americans a year. You got it. Somebody on your fault. I mean, this is idiocracy stuff here. <laughs> this is idiocracy. True. Here. You know, there was a time in this country when smart people were considered cool. Well, maybe not cool, but smart people did things like build ships and pyramids, and they even went to the moon. And there was a time in this country, a long time ago, when reading wasn't just for fags, and neither was writing. People wrote books and movies, movies that had stories, so you cared whose ass it was and why it was farting, and I believe that time can come again. <laughs> That's from the movie Idiocracy. I don't have the President Camacho <laughs> speech where, all right, man, I know, stuff's messed up, but we got this guy, not sure. <laughs> Where's Biden? Who's Biden's not sure? Well, he's not sure. <laughs> he literally is not sure who is not sure is. Hey, uh, Mr. Regime Leader, why don't you tell us about uh, this heroic man who disarmed an active shooter and then used the opportunity, and this is why we should have a ban on assault weapons, as Rosie O'Donnell called them to Tom Selleck. Again, 1988-2023, same script, Different, older, angrier, old bastard. You saw a man standing there pointing semi-automatic pistol at him. He thought he was going to die, but he thought about the people inside. And in that instant, he found the courage to act and wrestle the semi-automatic pistol away from the gunman who had already killed 11 people in another dance studio. 11. He saved lives. It's time we do the same. Banned assault weapons now. Ban them now. Once and for all. Uh, nothing new here. Yeah, golf clap. Yeah, ban assault weapons. Yeah, that's we're going to show them. How about we ban angry old bastards with microphones? I think that does a lot more good than getting rid of... Uh, weapons that are used, that are primarily used to scare out of control in Justice Department jackbooted thugs from invading your home. Let's move on, shall we? Oh, you have to hear this one. <laughs> Digital media found number five. Did you know that Nazi Pelosi's husband was actually whacked in the head by that hammer? On January the 6th, 2021. Am I making it up? The last few years, our democracy has been threatened and attacked, put at risk, put to the test mm. in this very room on January the 6th. And then just a few months ago, 
an unhinged big lie assailing unleashed a political violence, the home of the then Speaker of the House of Representatives, using the very same language the insurrectionists used as they stalked these halls and chanted on January 6th. Here tonight in this chamber is a man who bears the scars of that brutal attack, but is as tough and as strong and as resilient as they get. My friend Paul Pelosi. Paul, stand up. Are you kidding me? That unhinged big lie! This is a lie. This is not true. But such a heinous act should have never happened. We must all speak out. There's no place for political violence in America. We have to protect the right to vote, not suppress the fat fundamental right. Oh, good Lord. All right, this is what's called projection here. <laughs> I don't even, you don't even need my commentary on this. It's so ridiculous. It's just such a flat out on its surface. This is just a fantasy. If John Lennon were still alive, he could release Double Fantasy Album Part 2. And just bite, he just... Biden, Biden, just put, put Yoko Ono in there with him. Ah, spy baroon, spy baroon. And then just a few months ago, unhinged by the big lie. Someone at the White House actually wrote this because it, it wasn't him. Capital B, capital L. The big lie. And what's the big lie? What's, so what, what, what is this big lie that he's referring to? You know, what, you know what the big lie is? The big lie is that the 2020 election was stolen. I was elected regime leader legitimately because I won more votes than any man in American history. That's the big lie. Note, though, that they still have to milk. This is, look, this is the playbook. This is all they have. This is a preview of whoever's going to get beaten by Trump, but Trump won't be elected president. He'll win again his third term, but he ain't going back to the White House because they're not going to let him. Nope. They're not going to let him. The blue wall was there. It's a steel blue wall now. The only way out of this is a Supreme Court decision that smacks down what has previously been done in Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, and Arizona. Maybe even parts of, uh, in, in Georgia. You know, I was thinking about this the other day. My dear friends at Bulldog Kia and, uh, uh, and, and our other friends that live in Georgia and listeners that live in Georgia. Raphael Warnock was elected four times in a two-year span. This is a deceitful, venom-spewing, pro-infanticide lunatic. He was elected four times. He beat, um, oh, what was her name? Kelly Racula. He beat the woman in the first one, forced a, uh, a runoff. Kelly Leffler, Kelly Leffler, had to beat Kelly Leffler twice, that's twice, and then he beat Herschel Walker, but not enough because there was a libertarian in there, uh, forced a second runoff with only two candidates and beat Herschel Walker again. 
So the guy's been elected four times in the state of Georgia that is a maroon red outpost in MAGA America. Brian Kemp won re-election by 55 to 45. Brad Raffensperger won re-election by 54 to 46. Every statewide Republican office, the minimum, was 53.6%. And yet Raphael Warnock somehow manages to win not once, not twice, not three times, but four times against two different candidates. And you think that you can get Trump back in the White House. Now look, I, I applaud POTUS 45 for, for wanting to become POTUS 47 and all the efforts that he's going to make to do so. But if the SCOTUS doesn't step in and stop what's happening in Pennsylvania, Georgia, Michigan, and Wisconsin and Arizona, there's, the blue wall is there. It's not coming down. There's going, there will never be another Republican will ever win Pennsylvania in a statewide race or in a presidential election ever again. Katie barred the door and seal it. Michigan, same thing. The Michigan Supreme Court and Gretchen Dim Whitmer have so, they it's iron. You're not going to win it. As long as Detroit and Flint, Michigan exist and are counting votes the way they are, it's never going to happen. Ditto that for, for Wisconsin, Milwaukee, and Madison. You're never going to break the blue wall. Filthy Delphia has, what an irony. The place where Independence Hall, where 1776 and 1787 occurred, is now the blue wall that ensures a reign of tyrants and a reign of oligarchical, diabolically inspired lunatics. And I'll prove that to you in a moment. Now, again, that's not a knock on Trump. It isn't. Now, do you want to hear... Why I say this? They are no so. They are now so loud and proud about their love for killing babies and the murder of the soon to be born that the Democrats last night stated the disunion. Many of them were wearing pins, lapel pins that were provided to them by Planned Parenthood. Maggie will throw a picture up in the chat room or on the TV to show you. The lapel pin says abortion, but the O has a heart in it. In other words, we, I, love abortion. Listen to these howling cult of deaths, cult of pedosex, cult of deathists, deathists. Listen to them cheer and lust for the murder of the soon-to-be-born. Future citizens that they would ostensibly govern, they want killed. Yeah, they could, they could actually tax them. <laughs> they want them dead. Listen, this is, just, this is depravity that the human race has never seen before. Congress must restore the right that was taken away in Roe v. Wade and protect Roe v. Wade. Give every woman a constant right. The vice president and I are doing everything. We're doing everything. Access we... to reproductive. This guy's supposedly a Catholic. And safeguard patient safety. But already, more than a dozen states are enforcing extreme abortion bans. Make no mistake about it. If Congress passes a national ban, I will veto it. This is the Catholic president. Says he is a practicing, faithful Catholic. 
Where is Pope Francis at? Where is Bishop Wilton Gregory at? This man is a demonic harlot for death. The faith does not say that you can have your public opinion on murdering soon-to-be-born children, human beings, and privately oppose it. I don't even know that Biden even says he privately opposes it any longer. You couldn't see this unless you were watching on Crusade Channel TV or you saw this somewhere else. Every demon in that room stood and you heard him cheering and wildly applauded. Let's bring, let's restore the wanton slaughter of soon-to-be-born American citizens as infants in their mother's womb. Kill them. This kind of... When someone says, we're going to get in there, we're going to fix this. So you're going to ban the Democrat Party? The Democrat Party is now the party of the cult of death. They're not... Look, they're not going back into their seances and covens. They're out, they're about, they're loud, and they're proud. And they want the world to know that they will do the bidding of the evil master who is Satan, and they will do it with smiles. You know, when someone says that we're, we, we're going to reform, we got to fix it, what do you propose to do with them? How do we want to live on the same continent with these people? Just the fact that I know that they exist, and that there are some exist right here, that this, that, that you actually has a, you're a functioning, living human being. Gee, I wonder how that happened, because somebody didn't abort you, didn't kill you in the womb, and they cheer for this. This is just a golf clap, you know, a, yay, let's bring back killing babies. This is a full-throated cheer. This is a mob that's clamoring for the blood of soon-to-be-born innocent children. What's her name? Uh, uh, Obiachu. She tweeted this out about the abortion pens with Ed Markey. Congressman, uh, Senator Ed Markey said, I'm wearing my abortion pin from Planned Parenthood to the United State of the Union. Abortion is essential health care, he said. We need to codify this right. And again, I asked the question, what do people, what do you propose to do with this? By the way, why are we going to go say, why even, uh, I'm being facetious here. Why should we even be worried about people that are buried underneath tons of rubble in Turkey after an earthquake? They just took them out of the climate change equation. This is a good thing, isn't it? Less people, less breathing, less CO2, less driving, less cows farting. Climate change is smiling. You know, in their heart of hearts, these sickos think that the earthquake didn't take enough of them out. People scoff at this. They're, Come on, TKD. You don't really believe this. That's called the dad, do you? Uh, no, I do. Let's go to the... Okay, you have to hear this one. Digital media file number seven. 
All right, this is the one that's still being run through the universal translator device, and no one knows what he's saying here. This is, this is the, this is true, but not limit of pressure. Part two. Let's be clear. Winning the competition should unite all of us. We face serious challenges across the world. But in the past two years, democracies have become stronger, not weaker. Autocracy has grown weaker, not stronger. Name me a world leader who changed places with Xi Jinping. Name me one. Name me one. America's rallying the world to meet those challenges from climate to global health to food insecurity to terrorism to territorial aggression. We're dressing Allies them all, are right? stepping up, spending more, and doing more. But where's the part where, where, where was the Truman on a limit of pressure? Oh, that was the, the jib or... I gotta find the Okay, we're gonna... You have to hear... Look, the price of admission for your founders passed today, you deserve to hear Truman on a limit of pressure, part two. Because Truman on a... <laughs> and by the way, the change places with Xi Jinping is not in the text. I word searched it. It's not in there. The Xi Jinping is mentioned, but it's not said that someone. What is this? What is this? Dan Aykroyd and Eddie Murphy trading places. <laughs> There's not a world leader, not one. Who's going to trade places with Xi Jinping? What do you want to trade places with him for? So. Look, we only mention these things. We don't bring these things up. We don't talk about this because we pine away for the days of the Reagan administration and we're going to get back to being mom and apple pie. And We can play Truman Alam with the pressure later. Maggie, don't stress out over it. Okay, well, don't worry about it. Let's do the uh, the, the, the next one because you, you, you want a howler? You want to laugh? If, you have, if you're not laughing already? Uh, <laughs> number eight, did you... This is a digital media file number eight from the state of the dis regime last night. Uh, this is a knee slapper. Seriously. The production. And when I talk to a couple of them, they say, well, we're afraid you're going to shut down all the oil wells and all the uh, oil refineries anyway, so why should we invest in them? I said, we're going to need oil for at least another decade. And that's going to exceed. <laughs> and beyond that. We're going to need it. Production. If they had in fact invested in the production to keep gas prices down, instead they used the record profits to buy back their own stock, rewarding the CEOs and shareholders. Corporations ought to do the right thing. Uh, I'm sorry, I must have missed this. Um, you're going to need oil for at least a decade. You. <laughs> I can't wait to see electric 737s. I can't wait to see electric cranes building their crane city big buildings. We're going to need... <laughs> Some of these people actually believe. I don't know who's telling them that, you, that we're actually... That the human race is actually going to live in this carbon neutral... Will be a paradise, will be a hell, and this carbon neutral hell, and that you're going to go completely electric. So you're going to use electric machines then to get the nickel 
the copper, the cadmium, and the lithium out of the ground. Can't wait to see that.